am back hello everybody i hope everybody's been doing well please forgive the long stretch that's been it's been oof january february march and april yeah about to be may tomorrow so sorry <laughs> but you know when life happens i have to pause and just focus on what's going on in the now So I had to do that and give myself time to recoup on top of being a mother, on top of a new job, on top of a new place. And then now we're going through something very extreme. For a lot of us, it's very hard. So let's just dive right on in and just talk about it. What I want to talk about today is um, depression. Depression is a very, very, very touchy subject for many people because many people don't feel that they have it or for those that do have it, they're very sensitive when it comes to talking about it. Because I will say, a lot of us don't know where it stems from. Again, like I say all the time, I am not a doctor. I am not a licensed professional. I only speak from what I see, from what I know, and what I feel, and what conversations have been brought to me, or even speaking to healthcare professionals. You know, someone that's licensed, licensed, to be able to speak about certain things like this. But it's a learning thing for all of us, you know? Um, Depression stems from many different things in our life that happen. And a lot of it, I would like to say, comes from just pushing so much behind the scenes so we can forget it. It seeps back into us because it's never really gone. It's always there. So it's one of those things because we're trying to fight what's hurt us, that it still continues to hurt us. That makes sense. Just have to take time to to let that soak in. Um, I spoke about, you guys remember my last one, my very first podcast, I spoke about the loss of my first child in 2005. I had no idea what depression was until I went through that whole situation. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt confused. I felt like it was all my fault. I didn't understand about my, I didn't know. I didn't, I really wasn't, I didn't have a clear vision of my feelings. I couldn't digest my feelings. I remember the relationship I was in, I couldn't even be there for him emotionally or mentally because in my mind, I was not myself because I was hurting so bad. When I spoke, when I spoke the words, I love you, I knew I meant it, but my actions weren't showing what I meant because I was so hurt for the loss. I was mourning and I mourned for years. No one can ever tell you to get over a loss. And if they tell you that you have to get over it, that means to me that they've never lost anyone that they loved close, near, and dear. And if they have, they have never mourned. They just swept it on the rug and kept on going. Eventually that does come back to you and it hurts you more than it helps you. But the depression state I was in I remember, and it's, it's, a, it's a vivid memory to me, like it happened yesterday. We had flowers on the table, right? 
flowers. These flowers had been dead for probably a week or two. They didn't bother me. I kept the blinds closed all the time. That didn't bother me. I didn't understand then what I was going through like I do now. Had this been me then, I would have known. I would have been able to say I'm hurting. This is why I'm hurting. And and hopefully people around me would have understood better how I was hurting, why I was hurting. I mean, everybody knew that I lost my child that was around me, but I'm not sure they understood the extent that it caused me emotionally. I withdrew emotionally. I had to put on a fake face to just face the day, to face my, my at, at that time, my fiance. I had to put on a show, will you say, to just cope on a daily basis. And then after that, everything around me just kind of just collapsed. Our relationship ended. I was beyond devastated with that. Um, the job I was working at, I just had to walk away from that because once we ended our relationship, I was already emotionally still coping with the loss of our son that happened in December of 2005, then our relationship. And then I had to just tell my job. I was like, I'm not able to do. And they talked to me and asked me, are you sure this is what you want to do? We'll give you time off with pay. It's okay. We just want to keep you. I just couldn't stay emotionally at that time. Nothing made sense to me. So then, of course, I had to move. You know, I moved back in with my aunt. And um, I was so devastated and so hurt and so lost and so confused that I didn't understand my own emotions. I remember losing weight drastically um, from this. I do remember that because I remember looking at my, I could, I, I'm, I'm, when I tell you guys this, I'm so serious and whoever's listening to this can understand exactly what I'm talking about. I can still see it vividly in my mind. April is a very hard month for me. December and April are two hard months for me. I almost go into like the shell and I, even though I try my best not to and work myself up not to, it still happens. This was 17 years ago. I would have a 17 year old son right now. And I think the devastation of it still eats at me today. But the depression of it then, because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't clear on what depression really was. Because in the African-American community, um, it's not something that spoke about. You don't speak about depression. You don't speak about mental illness. You don't. You didn't then. You didn't then. So it was a very hard thing for me to go through, especially at 25, freshly 25 and losing my child, losing our child. I'm sorry. It was very difficult. So I realized this year that December and April, it took me this long to realize it are very hard months for me months not just one it's two my birthday's December you know so it's very hard for me to even be happy to celebrate when a week two a week two weeks after my birthday I found out that's when I was going to be losing my son so it's very hard for me to just put on a show so I don't anymore I'm now clearer 
with my understanding of depression. I'm now more clear with what I was going through then. And I don't talk about it just to relive my past like that. Um, I talk about it so I can, so I can heal. It's a healing process. Yes. Some of somebody's probably like that's 17 years ago, girl, let go. No, no, no. Yes. It was 17 years ago, but emotionally it was just yesterday. Emotionally, I'm still dealing with it. Emotionally, I'm learning how to heal from it. My son, I see him, visually see him and me walking out of that hospital and having to leave my son. It's a vivid memory that sticks and stays with me. So it's not something you just get over. You have to learn how to slowly heal. You know, it's like a trauma that just continues to come. Because although you are emotionally okay from it, you're still not emotionally okay from it. It's, <laughs> I know it does sound crazy saying it, but it's, it's so true. With depression, you go through waves. You can be happy one moment. I mean, I literally mean extremely happy one minute. And you don't even know what just did like that. And you're sad. Or you're in the state of, I'm not sure what, what, what I'm supposed to be doing, what just happened. Or you're in tears. Or you're just very... Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a very distinct tone when you go into this mode of depression, you fight it. You really do. You really fight not because you can, you can, when you come into it and you hone into that emotion, you, you know how to maneuver your way through it. Sometimes, sometimes you just truly can't maneuver your way through it. You just have to allow it to come through, not stay for long, but you have to allow it to come through. You really do. I've learned not to fight the emotion, the emotions that come. I've learned to allow them to come so I can speak them to myself out loud. And that's what's helped me to cope. It's a very hard thing. It's a very touchy thing. But it is a very amazing and powerful thing to be able to slowly come through. I don't take medication or anything like that. Um, I learned, I learned how to understand what depression was just by reading, look, you know, researching, talking to others and just learning certain things. Um, I had depression, what? So that was from 2005 all the way up until I was pregnant with my son and my son now in 2008. I found out in January 2008 that I was pregnant with him. And uh, was it December? (laughs) I don't know. I found out in January, basically. Um, I also dealt with anxiety. So not only was I dealing with depression, I was dealing with anxiety. 
and I was working a fast paced job. You know, I was, a, I was a front desk supervisor at a, at a major hotel. Um, and one day I looked at them and I said, I just, I need a few days off. And I sheltered myself in my hotel room because I was staying at the property at the time because I was in transition from the place I was living at while I was waiting for my new place. And while I was waiting for my new place, they allowed me to be able to, you know, have one of the suites in the hotel. Um, plus, I was coming from a far distance. So they're like, just to make it easier, just move into one of the suites. It's okay. I didn't understand the niceness of that gesture until years later. Rather than let me leave, they allowed me to stay there. It was for a few, I was there for a month, for a few months too. Um, because I couldn't find a place, you know, that was reasonable for where I, for the commute I had to take. Um, but anyways, finally found a place. But before all that, I was able to stay at the hotel and I remember looking at them and I was like, like I said, I just need a few days off. And they're like, yes, take the time off that you need. How, how many days do you need off? And I was like, just about three. Cause I worked, I was, I was a day shift, uh, front desk supervisor. And sometimes I worked the night also. Um, if you know, I had to change my schedule every blue moon to help out with the night shift. So I did that. And for three days, you hear me? Three days. I stayed in that hotel room. I didn't come out to eat. The curtains were like closed the entire time. I don't remember talking to anybody much on the phone. I think I watched television, but that was about it. It was very dark and gloomy in there. I do remember lighting a candle, finally. <laughs> I do remember that, um, but it was just very dark and gloomy. And then I ended up having like an anxiety attack. Didn't know what was going on. I thought I was, I thought, I don't know what I thought to tell you the truth. A panic attack, anxiety attack. I had an attack um, and it scared me so bad because I didn't know what was going on. Like my, my, I could I had the jitters and I just couldn't figure it out. And I just felt like I was about to pass out. It, it was a, anybody that has anxiety understands what I'm talking about. It, my emotions were everywhere because it was, I was dealing with depression I was pregnant at this time, and then I was dealing with anxiety. Who, when I tell you that's a combination that is not okay, that's not okay. Uh, fast forward to finally having my son. So we're, you know, we have I have a place and everything, and I have a roommate, and that situation wasn't good. It just was not a good situation whatsoever. Um, after I had my son. I then suffer from postpartum depression. I did not know what that was until I was older and I had my daughter. Mind you, I had my son at 29, but nobody talks about postpartum depression. No, they don't. They don't. They don't educate African American women about postpartum depression. I never knew about it. I had to find out. That's what I was going through. Cause I was talking to someone, I was letting them know, they were asking me how I was doing. I said, I'm just, I don't know. I don't even know. They were like, what do you mean? I was like, my son was crying the other day and I just had to let him cry. I had him let her cry because I didn't know what I was going to do if I picked him up. They're like, 
you have a doctor? I was like, yeah, I do. They were like, you need to talk to, you need to get in so you can talk to someone. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, cause you have postpartum depression. I'm like, what is postpartum depression? And when they broke it down to me, I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't understand. I just knew at that moment, my son was crying. He was about two weeks fresh out the hospital, maybe three. I just, oh, I'm yeah, I'm sorry. My mom was there that first week. My mom was there with me for a week. I think she was, yep, she stayed in California with me for a week after I had my son because she made it the same day he was coming out because I held him in me until she knocked on that door and came in the door and then she was there to see him come, come into this world. So my mom was there for a week. So the week after my mom left is when I, I realized what it was. And not what it was, what I, what my emotions at that time because I had help. She was there with me. So I had help. I didn't have to worry. If he cried in the middle of, night, middle of the night, my mom was like, it's okay. Get some rest. So she got him. I got some sleep. But when she left, I was by myself. We're not, we're educated about children and childbirth, but we're not educated then. I'm sorry, because even at 29, I still was not educated about what to experience after what may happen after I didn't realize all the blood after I did but I didn't I didn't realize all the the emotional changes you were going to go through the mental changes you were going to go through the physical changes I knew but really didn't because they kind of paint a pretty picture of what you're going to go through it's they weren't even on tv you didn't get the real Movies, you didn't get the real. It was all fake. You know, they never talk about it like it should be. So at 29, having my first son, finally, I went through the motions. So depression, looking for a place, anxiety, to find out I'm going to be a single mom (laughs) on top of it. Then having my baby and then ended up having postpartum depression. You know, and I realized postpartum depression was really, 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 really serious is after I had my daughter. By then I was able to understand the, the feelings and the emotions I was going through. And I had my daughter at what, 35? Yeah, four and a half years later. 33? Something like that. She was four. She, I had my daughter four years after I had my son. So yeah, <laughs> 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, four and a half. So five, basically, but four and a half. Oh, when I tell you, it was rough. Because I had it with her too, but not as bad. Plus I had my mom again. Because we were, by then when I was in back in Washington, I was with, I stayed with my mom. I lie. So... <laughs> from Florida I came back to Washington because I knew I could not do this without my mom I knew I couldn't even at that age I knew I couldn't do this without my mom so I came back to Washington and um, that was hard that was hard Cause I was like, oh my gosh, here I go again. What did I, you know, what did I just do? But I knew I was gonna be okay this time. And I ended up having depression again right after. 
I didn't have it very bad like I had before I had my son. But because, see, the only reason why I had it so bad when I before I had my son is because I was already dealing with the loss that happened in 2005, which I still had not dealt with. So on top of that, then came anxiety. Then came the confusion. Then came PT, uh, uh, postpartum depression. Then, you know, so it was a lot that happened because I never dealt with it. Um... So I say all that to say this. We at times don't understand what we're truly doing, but we do. We want somebody to be in our lives, to be close. We, you know, friends, we like to have friends with us. We like to da, 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 but we have a limit of what we're allowed to take in emotionally and mentally. If you've ever ever dealt with, or if you're dealing with a depression, you you know exactly what I'm saying without going into depth with it. We cannot take a lot at a time. It's too much. Emotionally and mentally, it's it's way too much for us. And there's days that we will close ourselves off to everyone. And if you notice that about somebody that's in your life, Go to them and check on them. Don't just call. Don't just send a text. Go to them and check on them. They are going to need you to check on them. And I say that and I mean that. You need to go and check on them if you can. If you're in the same city, if you're in the same state, if you're not, and there's somebody else that's in the same state that y'all know each other at the same time, have them go and check on them. Or call them. Or video chat with them. You have to see their face. You have to see their face. But I want to just say to you guys, because we're not making this so extra extra long. Depression is very real. It's very strong. It's very hurtful. And you have to allow anyone that's feeling depression depression at that time I'm sorry anybody that's feeling depressed at that time listen to them let them talk let them vent don't tell them no no that's you're not that's not right you you should just no 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 let them talk allow them to release what they need to release it is very important you hear that when they are done don't have comments unless the conversation is previously talked about and it's like okay I'm are we gonna have you know to find out if you want if they want you to be able to ask questions or to have input or do they just want you to listen to them as a release? If they ask, if they say, just listen to me, let me just get this off my chest. That's exactly what you do. You listen and you hear. When they are done, ask if it's okay if you give them a hug. It's not, it's not for sympathy. It's just so you, they can know that they are loved and cared for. I need you guys to hear me when I say this. Depression is very huge 
in children. Adults put so much pressure on children and we forget to check on our children. I'm going to say that again. As adults, we put a lot of pressure on children. We need to check ourselves and we need to check on our children. It's time to start having conversations to ask how they're feeling. Mean it when you ask that question. How can I be here for you? Mean it when you ask that question. And show up when you ask those questions and they answer. Maybe you don't tell them you love them enough. Maybe you don't show them that you love them enough. Maybe you're not giving the hugs that they need enough. Maybe you're not taking time to in, in indulge in what they like. Sit down and play a video game with them, even if it's not a game that you like or understand what they're playing. Talk to them. Read what they write. Look what they draw. Watch their actions. Watch their body language. We have to start paying attention because our children are hurting more than we even know. It's And it's major. We have to start paying attention more to our babies because they need us. They need us. But depression is very real. It is very strong. It's conversations that need to happen. And it's not anything that you can keep turning an eye on. The sadness, always wanting to be in the darkness, always wanting to be just... I'm telling you, there are signs that you can pay attention to to understand this. If you go into anybody's house all the time and it's always dark and kind of gloomy in there, start opening windows while you're there. I mean, opening those blinds while you're there. And just talk to them. Hey, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? What's going on? Talk to me. I'm here to listen. You know, engage them to that conversation because they won't talk if you don't, if you don't even, they won't talk if you don't try. And sometimes they won't talk, but just open those blinds up, bring some light in and just sit with them. Sit close to them, get a book, read a book out loud to them. Or just put on some smooth jazz or something. But it's very serious. It's a very serious thing that you cannot continue pushing to the side. Depression is real. We've all dealt with it in some way, shape, and form. We just didn't realize it was that. And it's time that we start taking it serious now. And start understanding that there are different levels of depression. We don't want to lose ourselves. We don't want to lose anybody else. Let's just pay attention to the signs. Because... Although they're very quiet signs, they speak very loud too. I just wish that somebody at that time would have just been like, hey, come here. Are you okay? So that way I can be like, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. Well, thank you for listening. I hope this helps somebody. If not, Please ask me any questions that you want to. Please send a message 
or I'm going to share it on my Instagram page. Or if you're listening to this from the Instagram page, be, I mean, not be, but I'm always welcome to, you know, answer any questions. I'm always up to have conversations. Um, let me know. I'm, I'm here. I am, I am very much open and very much open to conversation too. So I'm very open and up for conversation also. We have to be able to help one another. Stand strong, smile again, and slowly but surely heal again. Have a great one. Thank you.